You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 99 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and... Well, he's not quite in the kitchen studio this week, and we're not in a conservatory studio. No. Well, Matt is. I am, yes. One of us is. Yes, for those of you who do follow us on uh, on Facebook will know that I'm currently residing in Las Vegas. Mm, yes, we're all very jealous about that, by the way. <laughs> and the, the thing is, is, I foolishly gave Carl my mobile number, so it basically means I've been barraged with what I can only describe as well, nauseating photographs, frankly. It looks like you've been absolutely having an absolutely horrible time. And, it's uh, horrible. Is it? Yes. It's, uh, and I think it's fair to say you've had a, a very nice flight out there. We did, yes, yes. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Captain Nick from uh, the APG uh, crew. Uh, we had uh, rather an eventful uh, flight out here with, uh, well, with, uh, with Acme Red, I should say. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it made the start of the holiday you know, absolutely fantastic. We, we uh, thoroughly enjoyed ourselves immensely. And uh, we got rather spoilt. We had, uh, we had uh, a, a very nice flight out. The crew were fantastic. Uh, special mention to uh, the senior uh, flight uh, attendant, uh, Julie, who uh, looked after us very well on the flight. And um, also to Alan and Mark, our pilots uh, on the flight as well, if they're, uh, if they're watching. Uh, we had a brilliant flight. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, well, we're here. It's, I still, when, we, when we walk outside the hotel, I still look around and think, my God, we're in Vegas. Absolutely, yes. So uh, have you been doing what, I, what is the, the norm, shall I say? Have you been venturing outside into the, uh, well, uh, the den of iniquity, I suppose, that is Vegas? <laughs> yes, yes, we have been. Uh, we've been out and about uh, looking at various uh, sites, which are plenty of around Vegas, as, uh, right. as those in the chat room who uh, have been here will know. Dr. Steph, I know that uh, she's been here. Uh, there's a lot of um, interesting things to see, not just the buildings either, right. okay. but the, uh, the people as well. <laughs> Are we allowed to elaborate, or is, is that wandering into the realms of um, uh, legal, well, legal action? <laughs> well, well there, there are a lot of people here uh, dishing out um, various flyers advertising um, what could only be described as nighttime entertainment. Oh, splendid. It's mm. lovely. Sounds charming. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Okay, yeah, we'll walk away from that before we end up in terrible, <laughs> terrible trouble. So, uh, welcome to everyone in the chat room. I notice we've got uh, it's filling up quite nicely now. Uh, Mila's in there. Nick, uh, uh, Captain Nick's in there. Doctor Steph's in there. Dan Hannington, Shortbacker's in there. Uh, student pilot Matt, Matty Fab, is in there as well. We've got uh, Bert is in there. Ah, uh, hello, Bert. And uh, I'm scrolling up to the top here yes. in case I've missed anyone. We've got uh, yeah, we've got some nice people from all, from all many sides of the uh, the world. Actually, Absolutely. mind you, Doctor Steph's not actually too far away. No, she's no. <laughs> only across the uh, across the uh, the desert there. Somewhere. Indeed, she's actually more or less where you are. So. <laughs> yeah. There is a time difference actually between me and Doctor Steph. Is there? Uh, yeah, but it, there it, is. Yeah, it's yeah. nowhere she's, near she's as. A couple, she's a couple of hours ahead of me, I think. Right. Um, okay. What, what, in life or just... Um... 
indeed. So do you, do you want the quick view then? Yeah, go on then. Let's view. go on. Spoilers. Yeah, here right, we go then. Just, so apologies right, to those of you who are listening on the old podcast, but uh, if you want to have a look at the view, take yourself to youtube.com forward slash plain talking UK. This is episode oh. 99. And this is the view from Carlos's bedroom window. What a view that is. So come on, talk, is... talk us through the sites. Where What, what can um, we see in the background? Well, I can't actually see because you're seeing, I'm missing a delayed view, uh, view here, but no, okay. what you should hopefully be able to see there is the uh, Paris, which is like the Eiffel Tower yeah. type. Um, right over in the far right-hand corner. Over in the far yeah. right-hand corner. If I go like this, yeah, you might yeah. be able to okay. see it. Oh, better. Yeah. Oh, microphone's okay. just gone for a Lovely. burden. Okay. Oh, hello. I trust we're... you can still hear me. Yes, we're now having a, a tour of the uh, d- apartment. Oh, sorry. Of it. sorry. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? That's it is. Better, that's much it? better. So, so, so you're you're in Paris. Um... <laughs> that you can probably see down there the 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 fountains at the Bellagio, the famous yeah. okay. Bellagio yeah. fountains. Not there. running, I see. And moving across, there's Trump Towers. Right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump's uh, towery place over there. He's proving to be a popular fellow, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, look down there. There's the swimming pools at the Bellagio behind the right. Bellagio. Okay, so that's where you're staying at the Bellagio. Oh no, no, no. We're we're at the Badara. Behind we're behind the Bellagio. Oh right, okay. And you could probably see across there. That's the Rio <gasps> wow. Hotel, which is where Penn and Teller are playing. Yeah. Over there at the, the Rio, that's that purpley, reddy coloured yeah, uh, yeah. hotel. And across across there, you've got the Palms Hotel, and oh, wow. look at the look at the free look at the freeway. We I know all these are freeways. I know freeway. Can you can you imagine if we ever had anything? Which actually is. Go on. I can say, can you imagine if I'm we ever had it, anything it, like that here in the UK? I mean, it's just like. <laughs> it's just... So so that is the view that that that. Um, that we have every day, basically. Wow, that's horrible. So what? So what have you been up to while you've have you been to see any any uh, stage shows while you've been there? So oh, let me just get back onto the desk. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yeah, you're gonna have Hopefully. to tilt yourself up a bit, please, sir. Yes. Sorry, I'm getting. Uh, I'm yeah. just moving things back. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. That's so. Better. Yeah. So we've been we've been seeing David Copperfield. Oh wow. The legend that is yeah, uh, yeah. David Copperfield. Yeah. Uh, which was really really good, yeah. and um, we've uh, we've got a show tonight to go and see the Rat Pack show tonight. Oh, to right, yeah. oh right up your street then. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. right up my street. I've got my uh, got my waistcoat, my shirt, my tie right you know, ready good. to put on for that tonight. So that's um, splendid. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, with that in mind, then I suppose we better get stuck in. Um, yes, yes, we so, have got uh, we've got a short sort of a shortened news segment yep. for today, but yep. we have got some news. Absolutely, and uh, a few bits, and we have got a massive, um, well, a massive uh, bit of very important news to come at the end of the show. Yes, all about uh, with us. With regards to our hundredth yes. episode. Absolutely, yes. So, right, so let's get um, let's get stuck in then. Uh, you've disappeared again. Just, just Sorry, there go. <laughs> Thank I'm you back. very much. Yeah. Okay, so if we're all ready then, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you, as always, Carl, to do the necessary. So we're going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Here in the UK, yes, I am very much UK. ready. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you in Vegas? Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, kicking off this week's first news story on the Business Traveller site and the headline, New Aircraft Deliveries for BA. So, British Airways last week took delivery of its 11th uh, A380 Super Jumbo. The aircraft, which seats 469 passengers, currently flies to seven destinations around the world. Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, Johannesburg, Los Angeles, Miami, San Francisco, Singapore and Washington DC. The final 12th aircraft due for delivery uh, is through, due to arrive later this year. It also received its 6th uh, Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner. Uh, the 216-seater 787-9 has first class on board, 8 seats of those, as well as uh, Club World, World Traveller Plus and World Traveller. Uh, it departed on its first commercial flight last Thursday as uh, BA095 to Montreal. Uh, British Airways is due to take delivery of 16 787-9s, uh, the Dreamliners, which are 20 feet longer than the 787-8 predecessor, of which the airline has eight already in service. Uh, back in service are two of the airline's refurbished 747 fleet, the 18 uh, iconic 747s. Uh, this went back into service on Saturday, making it uh, making its first flight since the revamp to Boston uh, as BA213. The refurbished 747s have more club seating or business class uh, seating on board. And the refurbished 747s will fly customers between Heathrow and New York, JFK, Chicago, Lagos, uh, Dubai, Boston, Ryder, QA and uh, Saudi Arabia from uh, uh, this Tuesday. Uh, the 18 uh, of British Airways 747s being carried out by uh, the refits being carried out by BA engineers in Cardiff and involve a cabin interior refresh to bring them in line with the air airline's newest aircraft. Each four cabin plane is being fitted with an additional 16 club seats bringing the total number of uh, fully lie flat beds uh, and premium leisure travellers to 86. New seat foams are being installed in World Traveller and World Traveller Plus to increase customer comfort. That's a good idea, because okay. those seats are a bit, uh, bit thin. And uh, also they're having uh, mood lighting fitted in every cabin, which is that lovely um, that kind of uh, purpley colour that um, Boeing use a lot on their newer aircraft, I think. Each aircraft's also being fitted with the latest Panasonic's next-generation EX3 entertainment systems, giving customers a choice of over 13,000 hours of entertainment, including more than 130 movies and 400 TV programs on larger, high-resolution screens with a touch-and-swipe gesture, as in like you have with a tablet. That's quite Nice. Absolutely. Can I just ask you to tilt your camera down a little bit so oh, yes. we've lost the bottom of your tune? There we go. Thank you, there sir. We go. Very kind. So, so yes, this is quite exciting. So this is on there. So they're retrofitting as well as um, uh, putting it on the new aircraft then? Yeah, yeah. They're trying. Obviously, because the, the 7.4s are a lot older aircraft, they're... Yeah. Um, they're, uh, the 787s, the new ones that are coming online, are obviously coming in with a with a refreshed interior, different colours, different kind of seats and stuff. So they're trying to bring the older aircraft back up to um, to you know to what the newer aircraft look like inside. So it's kind of a a samey same thing through the whole fleet, rather than having old interiors and, yeah. and kind of new interiors. So yeah, that's um, good. Um, EasyJet have been doing something similar, haven't they? Because they they, yeah, they started seats, yeah. yeah they they started uh, retrofitting their, some of their older A three twenty ones, didn't they? 
um, yeah. with with the same narrower seats. But as I say, from my point of view, I've found that actually I've ended up with more legroom as a, as a as a direct result, which is quite cool. But uh, yes. Anyway, on to the next story. This is on uh, Travel Mall, and the headline is uh, Thompson Unveils Mr. and Mrs. Dreamliners. Uh, (laughs) uh, In a UK first, Thompson Airways has named its eighth and ninth Dreamliner aircraft as Mr. Patmore and Mrs. Patmore, following a nationwide search to find the most romantic story. This has got a real... Um, Downton Abbey ring about it. But anyway, uh, Hayley and Chris Patmore from Kent entered a competition launched by Thompson in the run-up to Valentine's Day on Sunday. The couple met 22 years ago on holiday with their families in Great Yarmouth. Oh, no, in Great Yarmouth. I know. Uh, It's local. It's local to us. Yeah, absolutely. When they were both just 13, the pair kept their teenage romance alive by writing to one another, but they lost contact after a year, only to be reunited three years on 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 the very same holiday. Years into their relationship, Mrs. Patmore viewed an old holiday video of herself as a three-year-old on a swing and noticed that the little boy on the swing next to her was her future husband. But they weren't to meet for another ten years. Thompson Airways MD John Murphy said last year, we were really proud to welcome two more 787 Dreamliners onto our revolutionary fleet. Uh, Receiving delivery of two aircraft offered us a unique opportunity to name them as a pair an opportunity which we gave uh, back to our customers. The response to the hashtag Dreamliner Love competition was overwhelming. Mr and Mrs Patmore's story captured our attention and we look forward to taking the newly named aircraft to the skies. In addition to having two aircraft named after them, the couple were awarded £100, which they plan to use to take their children on holiday for their wedding anniversary. Oh, oh, isn't that nice. nice? Yes, I feel quite sick now, frankly. Uh, positively nauseating. I, no, I remember them running this competition actually for, for <laughs> to, to name the aircraft and stuff, and yeah. um, I, I remember that. So it's, it was quite. It was early last year they started the competition, so it's got, it's been quite a while in the, um, you know, while in the in the in the sort of process as such. But uh, at least, I mean, imagine that being able to say to your friends, "Oh, by the way, I've." My name is on the side of one of, uh, I one know, of Thompson absolutely. Airlines uh, air, you know, aircraft. It is such a cool thing, isn't it? It, it is such a cool thing to be able to say that that's exactly what you know, that what what you've got going on. It, it, it's it's stunning, <laughs> isn't it? Oh. So I'm just looking in the chat room, oh, and uh, Captain Jeff has said, "Is he allowed to drive his coach that high and in reverse?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I, 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 I'm a coach driver. I can do whatever the heck I like, Captain Jeff. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. Next week, uh, Matt will have the uh, the image of a coach. In, um, oh, will I? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes sorry. Oh, Those listening on the podcast, apologies. Yes, we've been playing with the video technology here in the studio. This is what happens when Carl goes away on holiday and leaves me to just set up the studio myself. Uh, the 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 reins and constraints that they normally put on me have been removed, shall we say? So I've been. Uh, I've been experimenting, it has to be said. But uh, anyway, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Are we still good for the stream? Stream's all good? Yeah, Are I we think still, so. We're uh, still good? Yes, yes. Uh, Excellent. So, yes, on to the next story then, Carl. It is on the uh, Telegraph travel site. And uh, the headline, Aeroflot, from world's deadliest airline to one of the safest in the skies. Oh, wow. Wow, uh, there's a nice little picture there, but uh, I don't expect you can probably put that yes, on. Yes, yes, we can do that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Of the uh, Aeroflot cabin crew. So the story then, um, Aeroflot uh, was founded this week 
back in 1923. Um, and it's now being classed as one of the world's safest airlines on the uh, website airlineratings.com, which judges the vulnerability of carriers according to the number of criteria uh, given, uh, gives it uh, maximum seven star rating. Uh, placing it alongside the likes of Qantas BA and ahead of Ryanair. Whoa. <laughs> uh, the Russian airline has been involved in just one fatal accident in the past 20 years. But it uh, it wasn't always like this. Aeroflot's safety record was once the stuff of nervous flies, nightmares, and the numbers are truly staggering. During 1973 alone, it was involved in 27 incidents in which a total of 780 people lost their lives, according to the Aviation Safety Network. Uh, in 1974, there were another 21, while in 1975, the figure fell to 19. But 1976, wee! Yeah, good year, that. Uh, good year. Good year. Was uh, <laughs> a real, a, a real uh, anus horribilis, ah, with a right. total of 33 incidents or major incidents. Uh, the fa in fact, the graph below, which you probably can see Matt will put on the screen, the graph below shows uh, barely a Cold War year went by when scores of travellers didn't spend their final moments strapped into an Aeroflot seat as its planes fell from the sky in unerring consistency. Oh, great, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> what that's a total what a lovely of 721 incidents in 44 years. Um, Aeroflot wasn't the only airline to suffer during the 60s and 70s, the deadliest decades for flying, but it was involved in far more than any other. The aircraft crash record office reports 8,231 passengers have died in Aeroflot crashes. Uh, Air France is next on the list with 1,783, followed by Pan Am with 1,645, American with 1,442, and United uh, with 1,211, and then TWA with 1,077. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, definitely food for four. So it, uh, it's all Russian fleet was another factor. The reliability of Russian aircraft can be summed up by the fact that the airlineratings.com continues to detect a star or deduct a star for any airline that operates using only Russian-built aircraft. Marks are lost if the airline is not audited by the IATA or International Air Transport Association. Uh, it's not endorsed by the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, uh, and is on the EU, EU's blacklist or has a, had a fatal accident in the last decade. Um, back in 2013, AirlineRatings.com released a list of the 10 least safe aircraft models, topping the charts with the Czech LET-410 introduced in 1970, but five Russian aircraft were also present, including a staple of Aeroflot's Cold War fleet, the Tu-154. Uh, blimey, That's the worrying thing is that many years ago I actually flew on a Tu-134 right. uh, to uh, to Yugoslavia. Uh, that wasn't with uh, Aeroflot, that was with uh, a, a, um, a Yugoslavian airline. Right. Uh, but yeah, I actually flew on one of those, uh, a Tu-134, uh, Russian-built aircraft. Um, but S, uh, I mean, obviously they're being classed now as one of the safest in the world. Really? So, but I do know that Aeroflot have uh, actually started buying a lot more Western aircraft, uh, Western-built aircraft, like right. the Boeing and Airbus. They're flying a lot more of those now. And they're starting to kind of phase out a lot of these older aircraft, the, really? the T-154s and the T-134s. Um, 
And there's a picture on that story, actually, of a TU-154. Right. Um, which is a three-engined aircraft, um, kind of a similar-looking aircraft-ish to probably you could you could uh, compare it to the, the 727 uh, slightly, but uh, the TU-154 has got, like, a um, quite a large T-tail. Mm. And, uh, but, no, it's... Uh, Definitely, uh, definitely an interesting story that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, on to the next story. I've just had to turn my green screen off for a minute because the light's gone here and it's sort of playing havoc right, okay. with it. So, uh, so we've got got a, got a green backdrop for the next for the next story. But this is on the Travel Pulse website, and uh, the headline is British Airways to challenge Ryanair's dominance at Stansted. And this is interesting. Is there much? Is there much stuff go uh, from British Airways going to Stansted then? No, I think this is the this is the first mm. a new thing, isn't it? I think yeah. BA flying from standards. This is a totally new thing. Yeah, absolutely. So the the it is uh, for years. Low cost carriers have been using uh, secondary airports to offer cheap flights to the same cities that are served by major airlines. While British Airways, for example, focused on Heathrow, Ryanair operated flights out of London, Stansted. These two airlines rarely come face to face at the same airports. Now, though, British Airways is making an unexpected move. It will start offering flights uh, out of Stansted for the first time. Not only will the IAG-owned giant be operating on Ryanair's turf, it will also be competing with the Irish low-cost carrier directly. BA has announced flights from London's third-largest airport to Stansted, vaca- uh, Stansted Vacation, uh, Spanish Vacation destinations like Ibiza, Malaga and Palma and the Portuguese summertime haven of Faro. Um, or Faro, sorry. The flights will be operated by BA City Flyer, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of the British flag carrier. The planes that will be used for these flights currently operate out of another area hub, London City Airport. Ryanair will be flying exactly the same routes out of Stansted. Why is BA choosing to go head-to-head with with, with the low-cost competitors like this? Uh, Well, it's basically, how can BA win? That's a good question. Ryanair should still be able to win on price and it is more established on these specific holiday routes when announcing its services earlier this week. BA said that the fares would start at £49 one way. Ryanair's lowest fare to the same group of routes is currently £25 one way. Um, each uh, so every uh, even with the price difference, seats on City Flyers outbound flights, which are thus far only scheduled on Saturdays, appear to be selling well. Planes for earlier summer trips are nearly filled already. Uh, at least uh, at the start, BA will do away with some of the extra fees that it charges at other London airports. For example, passengers won't have to pay extra to pre-select a seat. This alone would draw enough flyers to fill weekly flights. Uh, though Ryanair can win a piece, uh, can win a price war, it will probably not come out on top when it comes to service or extra fees. At least one thing, uh, at least one of the initial goals of the Stansted service seems to be to test the idea and to see if there are enough Ryanair refugees to fill a plane. I like that. Refugees. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a terrible image <laughs> that is. Oh, well, good, good luck to uh, British Airways on that one then. I, I don't know. I think they might have a bit of a fight on their hands, though. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see when you, you're saying about that story, Matt, that it'd be interesting to see what the uh, prices are when uh, BA eventually do fly from there or when they start flying from there as to what uh, the yeah. comparison is between a flight from... Because it says here that BA are going to be flying to sort of a lot of the popular kind of beach 
destinations yeah. in the, which a lot of us in the UK here fly to, like Ibiza, Malaga, and Palma, and stuff like Portugal yeah. and Faro. So it'd be interesting to see the, the comparison of prices. You know, when you add on your luggage and your, and your bits and pieces, what um, what the difference will be? What because the obviously will be, yeah. the BA the BA um, ser- service or the you know the standard of service is going to obviously obviously be a lot better than well Ryanair. one one would hope um, so. hopefully um, but I mean there yeah it's, it's definitely one that we're going to have to look at look at back at uh, in, yeah. in the future Matt to see what um, to see what the outcome is going to be cheapest. yeah absolutely but yeah. I'd imagine they'll use their short haul fleet on this uh, on these routes kind of the uh, the A319s A320s yeah. that, that BA have. They'll use on these short haul fleets, uh, short haul uh, routes. But, yeah, um, yeah. It, this is uh, definitely one to watch, and obviously gives people a bit more choice as well. If you don't want to fly Ryanair, then you can yeah, fly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, that 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 is uh, that's a no brainer, isn't it? As you say. Well, we'll have to we'll have to watch the watch this space. I think have to watch this space. So the next story is on the 5NBCDFW.com website. <laughs> so it's one of the, uh, the uh, sites over here in the US. And it's actually regarding an aircraft, I think, that, uh, that someone in the chat room knows very, very well. Really? So the headline, American <laughs> Airlines plane makes emergency landing at DFW Airport. So American Airlines Flight 1318 made an emergency landing at uh, DFW Airport um, yesterday afternoon. Flight 1318 took off from San International Joe or San International Jose Airport in California. I hope I pronounced that right. Heading for DFW, uh, the pilot declared an emergency on final approach when an indicator light in the cockpit reported a possible mechanical issue with the landing gear, according to an American Airlines uh, spokesperson. Uh, the MD80 landed safely and the aircraft uh, was evacuated uh, by the crews and no injuries were reported. Uh, there's, a, there's a shot on there, there's actually a video as well uh, that someone's took of that uh, aircraft, there's a photo as well which uh, which Matt will probably be able to put on the screen yep. of the aircraft on uh, on the taxi, I should imagine that's a taxi, or the runway that's probably on actually, uh, of the aircraft. So the Matt, that's, uh, that's the mad dog that is Matt for the yep. Uh, as Jeff, because uh, uh, Captain Jeff is actually, he's, he can fly one of those wonderful aircraft. And I have to say, do you know what I saw when we were out yesterday, mm. um, there was an American Airlines flight came in here uh, into McCarran Airport in, in Vegas, and it flew literally over the top of us because we were on the flight path here right into um, into the airport. And uh, I, I have to say that is, it will always be one of my favourite um, the kind of paint, well, I say paint scheme yeah, that American Airlines have with that uh, polished uh, aluminium yeah. or aluminium <laughs> for our American oh, listeners. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know the fuselage they have because I just think it looks so good in that polished, um, yeah. polished sort of you know aluminium uh, fuselage. <laughs> but uh, just, just, just because you are in the states, Jeff said you... anything in the chat room or not? Let's have a look here. No. <laughs> Oh, Jeff's put whoopsies in the chat room. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, oh really? Oh, dear. Oh, Tony S. Hello, Tony. Ah, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah, like I say, just because you, you are in the States means you can't carry on, um, you know, use it, using the phrase aluminum, by the way. That's absolutely I not allowed. Sorry. I should just stress. You're only there for a week. All right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, yes. Anyway, on to the next story. And uh, this 
is on the UK Yahoo website. And the headline is the German leisure airliner Condor celebrates 60 years. Frankfurt in Germany. This is May the, is February the 11th, the story was released. And, uh, sorry, the February the 11th, Germany's most popular leisure airline celebrates 60 years uh, uh, on May the 29th, 1956. The first Condor plane took off in Frankfurt, Germany, formerly operating under the name Deutsche Fundens... I'm not very good. Deutsche Flug, <laughs> Flugdienst uh, GmbH. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, so apologies there. Um, it's uh, formally operating under the name of Deutsche Flug... Why are you doing this to me on purpose? <laughs> Since then, the Condor has made uh, aviation history and has developed from a pioneer into the most popular leisure airline in Germany. The year 2016 will be the main focus of this anniversary with celebrations and special events all year round. Condor flights will also take uh, will also paint one of its aircraft in an anniversary special livery and update followers and fans on its anniversary page uh, on the blogging platform Tumblr uh, which is http colon forward slash forward slash 60 years dot condor dot com fans and hashtag AB, AVG, uh, sorry, AV geeks can look forward to historical picture galleries, short videos, uh, information on activities, com- competitions, and reports from former passengers. I do look terribly unwell on the video, don't I? Uh, <laughs> in the last 60 years, Condor has grown to be a strong brand and has established itself firmly in the market, says Ralph Teckenberg, the chairman of Condor's chief executive board. Much has changed over the decades, but one thing has remained the same. We take people to the best holiday destinations. We now offer 75 dream locations, considerably more than we offered in the 1950s. The airline's first flight in 1956 with a Vickers Viking was to the Holy Land, Jerusalem and Egypt. During the first year of operations, Mallorca and Tenerife were also included in the flight schedule. To satisfy the ever-growing demand, Contour... Condor continuously increased the number of destinations through the years. The next milestone followed in 1966, leading to the first long-haul flights to Thailand, Sri Lanka, Kenya and the Dominican Republic. The expansion of the route uh, network will continue during the anniversary year. Four new Greek destinations, Akeros, Pathas, uh, sorry, is it Axaros, Patras? Uh, Volos, Pat, yeah. yeah, Zakynthos and Kavlar, 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 as well as flights from Frank- Frankfurt to Austin, Texas, will be added in June. Starting summer 2016, weekly flights from Munich will be added to the following destinations: Halifax, Canada, uh, that's uh, Windhoek. Uh, Nambia, uh, Havana, uh, Cuba, as well as Zanzibar, uh, Tanzania and Mombasa uh, in Kenya. Further information on the history of Condor can be found at the Condor newsroom. So there we are. As I say, it's exciting times then. If so you... Condor, I, 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 I've obviously seen, uh, seen their aircraft flying around quite a bit. Yeah. We saw lots of these in uh, Fiaventura yeah. uh, in the Canary Islands last year. But um, they're, um, they've... Uh, been going quite a few years since 1956, but they've got uh, quite a small fleet actually—only 48 aircraft. I thought they had more than that, but yeah. uh, they've got 48 aircraft in their fleet. But they fly to uh, 91 destinations, right. and their company slogan is "Born to Fly." Um, but they've got uh, a mixed fleet 
yeah. Condor. They've got uh, they've got Airbus and Boeing products. They've got the 320, 321s, the 330. They've got one of those 330s. Yeah. And they've also got um, a 757 uh, 300. Slightly right. larger 300 series of the 75, and they've also uh, Condor have also got 16 767 300 ERs, right? As well, the sort of long haul uh, aircraft, but uh, two of those are operated by Thomas Cook. Which, actually, on a side note, Matt, I don't know whether you saw in the news this week uh, back at home, yeah, uh, but uh, Thompson, uh, the Tom Thompson, oh, the holidays part of Thompson. And Thomas Cook are actually uh, going to cease uh, cease to exist soon. Yes, yes, I th- yes, I, I sent you the uh, the story. Yes, I yeah. did spot that. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Very sad, very, very indeed. Sad. Yeah. I mean, you've um, you've, they're, you've they're, flown them with a lot, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've flown uh, flown Thompson Air or Thompson Airways quite a bit. I have over the years, mm. um, but we've also, you know, in the past booked um, booked holidays through Thompson and Thomas Cook. Yeah. Um, but they're being absorbed into the TUI group. Uh, which right. are obviously huge in Europe, um, and they're going to be. Uh, that's going to be just branded as TUI. So they'll have yeah. the. They'll still have the smiley logo, the right. uh, red. Okay, yeah. Logo, but they'll be branded as TUI, not right. uh, Thompson anymore. Well, and that's a bit of a shame, really. But then I guess it's a bit like American Airlines and all that kind of thing. I guess yeah. it was inevitable once it had been bought out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. joining together and sort of all combining their uh, yeah, the different uh, companies yeah. together into, to make one big, huge company. So, absolutely, yeah. yeah, agreed, agreed. Oh, the uh, main man, Micah. Good. Hello, Micah. Micah's in. Uh, Micah's in the chat room. Hello Excellent. to you, main the main man, Micah. It's lovely to uh, to have you in the chat room. <laughs> cool. We've got we've got uh, we've got lots of APG listeners in here, so we, we better we? be on our best behaviour. Oh, oh dear! Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, I'm a bit being being uh, interrupted by a helicopter flying past my window, which as, is uh, as you do. Good. Yeah, because we are we are up on the fifty third floor of the uh, Vidara Hotel here in <laughs> Vegas. So we're nice. literally we're only we are we are only uh, four floors, I think, from the from the top of the. Um, Oh right! Oh, so you re- yes, quite scary. not quite in the penthouse suite then, but uh... not quite in the penthouse suite. No, I, I can't afford that. No. Obviously, um, the likes of uh, Captain Nick and obviously Captain Jeff, and uh, you know they they could afford the penthouse suites. Oh, stop but, it! Uh, not not me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, move on before you get into trouble. So next yeah. story on the Air Transport World site headline is Lufthansa takes second A three twenty Neo, uh, first Neo engine uh, issues to resolve. Uh, by April. So the story Lufthansa has taken delivery of its second Airbus A320neo in Hamburg. Uh, its first A320neo which was delivered in uh, January this year with Pratt & Whitney's PW1100G engines will keep operating on domestic routes with Germany uh, within Germany until its engine issues are resolved. Uh, according to Lufthansa's chairman and CEO Carsten Sofer, uh, the first A320neo delivered in January followed a delay from the re-engine narrowbody's planned end of 2015 delivery schedule. The engine was certified in November, but in December, Qatar Airways uh, stepped back as the planned first operator due to the engine restrictions. Pratt is working hard uh, with uh, hardware changes and a software update for the PW1100G uh, engine until those changes are made. And the engine has to idle for three minutes following startup wow. before it can taxi under its own power. 
Uh, it's really a software issue and uh, they expect by April most of this will be completed, uh, Pratt & Whitney's president Robert Luduk said. The A320neo uh, is within an introduction mode operating a reduced flight plan due to teething issues and there have been f uh, four flight cancellations uh, since beginning scheduled services, Sofa said. As soon as they have the issues resolved, the new aircraft will fly all over the network. Lufthansa Technic has laid out all technical operational and personnel foundations for complete technical support of the A320neo. In the first step, the employees at the Frankfurt hub were trained in Hamburg and Munich and equipped with all the necessary resources. The Lufthansa Group has ordered 116 A320neos. Uh, 60 aircraft will be delivered with the new P Pratt Whitney PW1100G uh, JM engine from Pratt and Whitney, and that's good for our balance sheet because fuel prices will stay at low levels, said Sofa. Hmm. Uh, Airbus CEO Fabrice Brigier said that uh, delivery ceremony. This is the start of a journey to make the sure the operational performance and reliability increase for the A320neos. Uh, to improve on the technical issues and not the major ones. The A320neo is slated to deliver 15% fuel savings over the uh, A320CEO, which wow. is the current engine option, um, increasing to 20% by uh, 2020. Right. Gosh. So there we go. So, mm. I mean, um, they had a, they've, got, they've got teething issues with the engine, not the aircraft itself, right. uh, okay. these 320neos. I mean, that, um, that is but, always um, going to be the risk with, with a new engine, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, the, the clue is in the name, new, new engine option, isn't it? But I mean, if you're going to have if you're going to have uh, engine problems or anything like that, I mean, Lufthansa have got some of the best, um, um, uh, you know, the best uh, hangar technical people uh, yeah. in uh, in the business really they've so, got some quite big um, uh, hangars at various places around Europe where they can do a lot of uh, technical you know me mechanical maintenance work and stuff and one of those is actually uh, they've got a really large hangar and yeah. uh, on the island of Malta where I go you know on oh, holiday yes. they've, they've got a huge hangar there in Malta um, which uh, I saw last year they had uh, you know they had an A340 uh, 600 in there gosh um, uh, having you know having sort of some work and stuff done but they've got uh, quite they've got some you know they've got a really good uh, sort of um, group of um, engineers right uh, with with the space to work on aircraft such as these so uh, cool. if anyone's gonna have any trouble with these aircraft at least uh, Lufthansa have got the uh, the ability to, to get it sorted it's so. in the right place to be sorted as you say oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely anyway. so the last bit yes we've got, we've got a top 10 we have, yes, yes. And this is on the uh, National Business website. And it is basically the headline is, um, where are we? Sorry, it is the top 10 worst habits of plane passengers. Uh, so the top 10 worst habits of plane passengers. Traveling by plane can be an etiquette minefield for frequent flyers. But according, do you like that? Etiquette. That's a lovely word, isn't it? Uh, but according to a survey by London City Airport released last month, the worst thing a passenger can do is in the list that we're about to read out. So, if you are ready then, Carl. <laughs> I'm ready here. So, in at number 10. Right, so at number 10 then, and this is the uh, the, 
the top 10 worst habits. So that number 10 then is hogging the window and blocking the view. <laughs> uh, that comes yeah. in at uh, 19%. 19%, yeah. They of, see, uh, people. see, in the world of Matt, that doesn't bother me because the last thing I want to do is actually see out of the window. I can't think of anything worse. But, yeah, but the, uh, thing of it, the thing of it is on the, on the Dreamliner, the windows are a lot bigger. Right. So, okay, so, so technically, and also they, they do say that on the Dreamliner, that, that they say that no matter where you sit, Yes. You can always see out of the window. Right. Ooh, there we go. Anyway, number nine. So at number nine, it's swearing without a care for who is in earshot. Yeah, well, this annoys me in life. In, this annoys me in life in general. It's got nothing to do with being, it's not aeroplane. Um, and, and my wife, Gem, is just pointing at me saying, that's yes, you. Yes, yes. You know, I can <laughs> understand why, because she, <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed. Honestly, the things that come out of his mouth before we start going live, ladies and gentlemen, you can only imagine. It's it, it, Potty mouth comes to mind, potty mouth. Will you, will you blinking <laughs> shut up, Oh, please? stop it. Okay, anyway, number eight. <laughs> and number eight, it's putting their feet in the gaps between the seats so they poke you in the shoulder. Oh, oh yes. yes. Do, do people way. actually that's do that? That's 33% that one. Do people actually do that, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? they do. I've seen them do it. Yeah, I've seen them do it. Yeah, especially mm. on a long-haul flight, they do it. Well, that's absolutely, absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Anyway, number seven. Number seven is constantly getting up to retrieve items from the overhead lockers. That's yeah. 34%. Yeah, it's all right if you're the one on the end, I suppose. It's not yeah, I mean, that's, that is why you should always book an aisle seat, right. because then yeah. you've got you've not got to upset anyone when you yeah. get out to go for a, for a uh, restroom break <laughs> or to grab something out of the uh, overhead bins. Comfort break, darling. That's what we call Comfort it in the break. trade. Sorry, Comfort I've been, break. I've been here so long now. I call, I call them restrooms. Honestly, God, honestly. Oh, Captain Jeff, please take him off my hands, will you? <laughs> anyway, at uh, number six. Number six, it is rushing off the plane to be the first in the passport queue. That's 40% that one. Yeah. Now, that, that's definitely one that always amuses me because... You know, you have the, the when you when you apply as soon as the aircraft literally as soon as those wheels touch the tarmac, yes. yeah. you can hear the seatbelts unclicking and, and yeah, desperately like, yeah. yeah. And that really frustrates me, being a, a conscientious passenger and someone who knows, you know, the you know, kind of. I yeah. hope I know the ins and outs of how air. Um, I should hope so by now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that really does annoy me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, it's number five. Talking loudly to their travel companions so you can't hear yourself think. That's in at 43%. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is kind of, yeah. I haven't, haven't had that too much. Yeah. Um, normally on the on the sort of before you take off, that's it's kind of when people are kind of hello, are you all right? Yes, how are you? Yes, how? Where are you going? I'm going here. Okay, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, advice for life in general. Uh, and uh, number four. Number four, carrying hand luggage that is clearly too, too big, big yeah. so some poor person has to put theirs in, in the, the hole. hole. That's yeah. in at 49%. Absolutely. Number nice. three, we're going, to move away. we're going to move away from that one straight on to number three. <laughs> number three, now this is a real, real, real yes. um, yeah. bugbear. Being rude to cabin crew, yeah. uh, a thank you costs nothing, which is very yeah, true. Good point, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always say, if you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, As you say, 50, 53% there. So, I mean, I was, you know, over half of people agree that that's an outrageous thing to do on, air, on an aeroplane. Uh, anyway. Actually, actually uh, Micah in the chat rooms uh, said, said a very good 
point actually that uh, he finds that actually getting off the plane faster by staying in his seat and waiting that is actually very true Micah yeah because I I, I, I I wait until all the people have fight uh, they've, they've had their fights and they've thrown luggage at each other and then <laughs> I get off and I just walk off yeah no with no hassles at all no, no hurry no all. hurry yeah absolutely anyway the penultimate one it is number two number two is planting their elbow firmly on the armrest to leave no room for you yeah, it's, this is a percent this is a personal space issue isn't it it's just yeah, like don't yeah. like people's well, do you, i don't think anybody likes anybody sort of getting in the way as it were i think the trouble is as well the armrests are really narrow I yes mean, you know yeah. it's it's not um and mind you if you're sitting together with someone you can always put the armrest up on yeah. egg, yeah. so it's out of the way Absolutely. And finally, in at the top of the chart, it's number one. So at number one, and this is one that <laughs> really annoys me, at 63%. Yeah. And this is reclining their seats so far back that they are practically in your lap. Well, yeah. Is, <laughs> which is all right if you don't mind having someone in your lap. Um. <laughs> well, if you're on a Ryanair flight, you're not going to be reclining your seat anyway. No, no so, that's true. You know. <laughs> this is not happening. No, absolutely, completely. Not. But I, 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 I live by I live by rule that if if it's meal serving time, if the meals yep. are being served on the aircraft, then you know I'm not going to sit there and put my seat back into the lap of no. the person behind me because that's just damn rude no absolutely um but you know once once the meal service is done or drink service is done and stuff and the uh, you know and the and the, the lights are turned down for a for a long haul flight then you know you, to recline your seat as long as you're not sort of forcing it back into um into the the lap of the person behind yeah. you i think is you know is okay but yes yeah. I, I must say the chat room is, is discussing um uh, the uh, the cabin crew etiquette um, oh, right. oh yeah, really? Sort of, <laughs> at great length. It's it's worth a read. It's yeah. It's just to say, I hate reclining seats, but I, I suppose that most of the airlines that I fly on, I, I don't get reclining seats anyway because it's because I'm usually I'm usually flying in cattle class. So, <laughs> but I think I think I told you before didn't I, when I, when I went out to um, stop it when I went out to um, uh, New Zealand and I had a problem where where the the guy in front of me literally braced the seat so that I couldn't recline it. Um, which I was, which I, which was really, really horrible. We should just say actually that uh, that was a survey of the airport uh, at uh, London City Airport. They surveyed two hundred and thirty-two passengers to come up with those stats. But uh, I think actually, a lot of those we agree with. Actually, a quick question to to the pilots that are in the chat room. Uh, so uh, obviously, Doctor Doctor Steph, she's a pilot, and also Captain Jeff. Yes. Uh, and anyone else in there who flies and, and Captain flies. Nick as well. Don't forget, Mr. Captain and Nick. Captain Nick as well. Yeah, not forgetting Captain Nick. Um, I, I, I just wonder what about the recline on on a uh, on a flight deck seat? You know, do you get a, do you get any kind of recline on a flight deck seat? Oh. I, can't, I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen that. You know, I don't think you do. It'll make, <laughs> make, it'll make the, it'll make the uh, flying of aircraft all that more comfortable, I think. Well, it's, it certainly would. So, uh, I'd just say hello to Glenn Towler and also Neil Braden there in the chat room. At the oh, hello, Glenn well. and absolutely, Neil. Yeah. Greetings but, from Vegas. Indeed, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it is uh, time to. We've got no captain. Uh, no, I promoted Ooh. him then. We've got no pilot pip. Um, this week, sadly. Uh, but yeah. uh, we're just going to take a very, very quick break um, before we move on to our military section. And then, as Carl was uh, hinting to earlier, we've got some massive news. We have got news that's so big that it could probably fill the mountain range to my right at the moment. <laughs> 
Right. Okay. Uh, yes. I, I think I think Carl might be exaggerating ever so slightly, <laughs> um, but uh, we all know uh, that he is rather prone to that. So it's uh, yes. Uh, if uh, if you're all ready, then ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a very big, very very quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head.com. The Plain Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash uk on twitter via at uk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> And we're back after that little short, uh, short coffee break. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, yes. I've uh, finished my Starbucks now. The Starbucks is completely empty. <laughs> there is nothing left in here. Um, oh okay. And you, you do not want to know how much this um, this, this latte was either. <laughs> I'm almost terrified to to ask. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it's, it was that much. The, the receipt is this big. Right. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can you tilt your camera down slightly again, oh, sorry, please? Sorry, you you will go. keep fiddling with it. Lovely, sorry. excellent. That's good. Okay, uh, right then. Shall, shall we do this? It's uh, time to do uh, the military military segment. Yes. So we're going to have uh, bring our military segment to you now. So if you're ready, Matt. Yes, I'm very much ready here in boring old UK. Okay then, let's go. <laughs>
So the first story kicking off uh, this week's military segment is our Flight Global site and the headline US Navy seeks 16 more FA-18 Super Hornets. So the US Navy has sought more FA-18 Super Hornets by funding two aircraft in fiscal 2017 to replace combat losses and another 14 in 2018 to maintain capacity as older Hornet units wear out. Uh, concerned about a shortfall in structural sound strike fighters, the Navy has accelerated its procurement of F-35s by funding 64 carrier-based models, eight more than planned, and keeping the Super Hornet factory in St. Louis, Missouri in production amid uh, lackluster foreign sales. Boeing is count, uh, counting on the Navy to keep uh, production of the Super Hornet variants, including the EA-18G Growler electronic attack jet active as it attempts to muster 24 orders per year to keep the line viable. The Navy has budgeted $185 million in its wartime budget for the jets in 2017 and includes $1.3 billion in its 2018 projects for the 14 extra F-18s uh, ordered. I think it's a good decision, says aerospace and defence analyst Wayne Plucker from Frost and Sullivan. It gives them a good strike capability ahead of whatever the F-35C ends up being for them. It's predictable and cost-effective, so in all likelihood it's probably a good decision. Contrawise, the US Air Force had not lend, uh, not lend a helping hand to uh, the Boeing F-15E Strike Eagle and Lockheed F-16 production lines by buying more aircraft, which presents the line from going or the way of the dodo bird and becoming extinct. Uh, the Air Force does begin retrofitting its F-16s with new active electronically scanned array radars, but, but does not uh, fund full-up procurement of the latest V-model by Lockheed. Plucker believes the F-16 and F-15 remain viable combat platforms when supported by packages of fifth-generation F-22 Raptors and F-35 Lightnings possibly compensating for the F-35 delays. There's a great shot there on this page, actually, Matt, of the F-16s. Ah, right. No, I, I, I can't bring it up for some reason at this end. Sorry. Oh, OK. OK. <laughs> well, well, have that in your mind. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is a really nice picture there on the Flight Global site. Are, there are so many buttons for me to press in this studio, you have no <laughs> idea. I cannot cope. <laughs> I cannot cope, man. <laughs> No, no, this is a good story because it's good to see that you know the U.S. Navy are going to carry on using the F-16s and the yeah. F-18s, the Super Hornets, because yeah, um, you know they are a, a really great aircraft. Yeah. Unlike the U.K., where we tend to just bin all our all our great fighter yeah. jets and yeah. stuff, um, <laughs> rather than uh, keep them, such as the Harrier. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which, yeah. Actually, did you see that there was a there was a great um, uh, link floating around on Facebook this week? Actually, uh, do you remember the one that ditched in into the sea at Lowestoft? Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 and uh, from an angle that I'd not seen before, actually, and it was it was a really good shot of it dropping into the sea. It was uh, it was really good. Well, not good, obviously, because uh, a Harrier good, no. dropped into the a, sea. But a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember that. Shot. That was quite a few years back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah two thousand two, I think, something like that. Yeah, or was it two thousand and six? No, it must have been two thousand and. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. some, somewhere around about that date. But, uh, yes. So the next story. Yeah, the next story. Yes, this is on Flight Global again, and the headline is K40, KC-46 demonstrates probe and drogue refueling of the FA-18. 
Uh, Boeing and the Air Force have completed the first KC-46A Pegasus refueling of a combat jet using the next-generation tanker's wing-mounted hose and drogue system. The milestone was achieved on the 10th of February when the KC-46 transferred fuel to a US Navy FA-18 at 20,000 feet, says Boeing. On January the 24th, Pegasus completed its first-ever aerial refueling by, refueling by topping up an F-16 during a five-hour 45-minute sortie over Seattle, Washington. Tanker testers had been preparing to refuel a Boeing C-17 transport shortly after that F-16 demonstration, but those plans were pushed back due to a set uh, to, due to asset availability. A company spokesman says the FA-18 refueling milestone is one of many coming up for the KC-46 program as it completes. Uh, a low-rate production readiness review by the U.S. government. This step tricks off. Uh, yes, this step ticks off the requirement to demonstrate refueling of a light, fast jet. And I'm just going to pop that photograph up on there because that is an absolutely stunning photo yeah. um, of, of the. Uh, I presume is that the FA-18 uh, underneath it? I think isn't it being uh, being refueled by the KC-46? Uh, that is that is stunning stuff. Um, but uh, yes, the, the story goes on. It says the next step uh, could be to demonstrate aerial refueling of the KC-46 by another Air Force KC-10, or perhaps refueling of a C-17 or an AV-8B Harrier II. KC-46 entered development in 2011 with a contract for four test assets, uh, including two baseline 767-2Cs and two fully capable aerial tankers. The Air Force wants 179 new tankers and will order the remaining 175 across 13 planned production lots. Two low-rate initial production contracts for 7 and 12 aircraft are expected by mid-year. So that's really quite cool. I'm just going to pop these other two extra photos up because, as I say, this really is, uh, really is something, uh, that, well, just absolutely unbelievable stuff, really. It's, uh, yeah, the... the um where are we? Go back to this. Here we go. The, the KC-46, for those of you in the chat room and the, those of you listening as well, uh, most of you will know uh, that the KC-46 is based on the Boeing 767. Very, very popular uh, passenger-carrying aircraft. Mm. Um, but as you as you said, Matt, these uh, these are uh, you know these are obviously used for the refueling of aircraft and also um, for tra uh, carrying troop transport as well. I think these do as well. Um, but the primary user being the United States Air Force. Yeah. And um, if you want to, if you want to uh, buy one of these, that'll uh, cost you a fiver. Yeah. About 188 million dollars. Wow. If you want to buy one of these, right? Yeah. It's sort of off the peg. Yeah. Off the peg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic. It just it's, it proves again that you know one of the, a passenger aircraft is is quite a, a brilliant. Yep. option to use for Absolutely. for tankering as is the uh, the a330 you know because yeah. obviously the a330 is used by um the uh, royal air force in the uk yeah. which is called the voyager yes uh, and uh which is uh, the tanker version of the a330 yeah. airbus actually um, tony's just said bring back the vc10 yeah, very in true. Yeah, VC10, there, yeah. very good. I, I, I will be biased and say bring back the TriStar, but that's just me. Right. Uh, but no, the VC10, yes. yeah, another <laughs> iconic aircraft. Definitely, yeah. 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 Absolutely, yes. So, so the last story on the, last story, the, yeah. uh, the gov.uk site, and yeah. this headline, £20 million contract to refurbish RAF Valley runway awarded. So uh, 
the uh, the, the Department of Defence has awarded uh, a contract to refurbish one of the two runways at RAF Valley to uh, a joint venture of North Stone and White Mountain. The contract worth £20 million is to refurbish the runway as well as link taxiways and provide new section airside perimeter roads, new visual aids, aeronautical lighting and signage. The station is primarily a fast jet training base with pilots mostly flying the Hawk aircraft, uh, which is flown by the Red Arrows, as most of you all know. Yep. Uh, the strength of the existing taxiways is sufficient for Hawk aircraft, but not for other aircraft, such as the Hercules, Tornadoes and Typhoons. The runway which will be refurbished was last refurbished, uh, resurfaced in 1995. Gosh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, though there have been temporary repairs to some areas, uh, the new works should extend the life of the runway by a further 25 years. Uh, Defence Equipment and Support announced a 1.1 billion investment in fast jet training on-site across the UK, including RAF Valley, and that was announced last week. Uh, Alan Backer, uh, DIO's uh, Department of Defence's uh, project manager, said that we are pleased to have awarded the contract for the work at RAF Valley and are looking forward to getting underway. Uh, investments in infrastructure to support the armed, for, uh, armed forces to live, work and train and deploy at RAF Valley will be an important part of that, especially in the light of the investment in fast jet training announced by the Defence Equipment and Support. Mm. RAF Valley will remain as an operational station for the majority of the works with a maximum period of four weeks uh, when flying must cease to permit to construct in some areas. Right. Uh, the works are expected to take place in just over a year's time with construction commencing in March, uh, well, March this year, completing yeah. in uh, February next year in 2017. S starting next month then, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very important base for us in the UK, that one. Yeah, Obviously um, used, like I said, is for training uh, the, the fast jet pilots on the Hawk. Mm. Um and uh, you know, we, runways need uh, resurfacing. There's yeah, no do. doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as do most, as do most of our roads in the UK. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder which one's more likely to happen. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Well, yeah I, I think that they'll do the runways before they do anything else. That's one thing I will say about here in in, uh, in the states is that their their roads out here, Matt, are, are yeah, are I, a lot uh, a lot more smoother, comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh I'd yeah. love to be riding riding a driving a coach up and down uh, up and down the highway. Oh, you'd love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you'd love it. There's, there's a coach here called the Deuce, really, the one that goes up and down the strip in yeah. Vegas here, and uh, it's it's uh, the Deuce. It's, they do an express uh, express one and uh, like a normal one that stops everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the express one you'd love because the driver's um, section yeah. is completely kind of closed off to the rest of the um, yeah. rest of the coach. They, they kind of just sit so, there and um, yeah, that's what I like nice. to hear. Yeah. Neil Braden just actually said going back to the story we were talking about a moment ago saying uh, Valley has two pretty cool viewing areas, one in a car park and one on sand dunes on the runway on runway eleven approach. That was that must be quite a quite a cool sight mm. to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's where we bring the military section uh, to a close. Now I'm going to hand over to uh, Carl because I'm not quite sure how you want to uh, announce this but uh, uh, obviously next week uh, next week ladies and gentlemen is our 100th 100 show 100 Yay! shows which is really quite scary uh, and uh, uh, last week just before you went away to Vegas we had a little road trip didn't we sir because we were we did. we've been looking for some venues because we wanted to do something a bit different and I've hopefully developed a system that enables to uh, enables us to do an outside broadcast um, so uh, with that in mind I shall hand you over to Carl who will fill you in on all the details. 
Right, so if you're already, this is the news we've got for you then. So basically, as Matt said, um, last week we had a road trip and we visited uh, one of our local museums, actually, mm. um, which is just up the road from where we live. Yeah. And it's the Norwich Aviation Museum. Yeah. And uh, we had a look around some, some various aircraft. We did. And uh, we spoke to the uh, to one of the chaps there who works at the museum, yeah. and also through him we uh, obviously spoke or got uh, contact with the chairman of the museum, yeah. and they have very kindly uh, allowed us uh, to hold or to broadcast uh, our hundredth episode from <laughs> the uh, cockpit or the flight deck of the Avro Vulcan XM six one two which is uh, one of the uh, static display aircraft they have. It's a complete Vulcan, a whole entire Avro Vulcan uh, aircraft, uh, like uh, XH558, as most yeah. of you will know, the uh, Vulcan XH558. Mm -hmm. This is XM612. Uh, this is one of the aircraft that uh, also went down to the Falklands. Yeah. Uh, this, this flew down to the Falklands and also holds a special... Uh, uh, point for me because this aircraft also flew to uh, the island of Malta and yes. landed at Luca Airport. Which is why Malta. you, which is why you went a funny colour when you when <laughs> yes. you researched that when you got home, you got a bit excited, didn't you? <laughs> so, uh, so they, so the guys at the museum have very kindly allowed us to, we, and we are literally taking over the aircraft yep. for um, for a couple, a couple of, of hours. hours. Yep. Um, because obviously this is this is a static display, yeah. and uh, this is obviously open to the public. Yeah. You are as as a public, you you can pay a very small donation um, to the museum, and you can go on board the the uh, Vulcan and go up the steps uh, just behind the nose wheel yeah. of the aircraft to view inside um, the the Vulcan. So, and then up, uh, me and Matt are going to be sitting up there. Uh, at the navigators and uh, the uh, the table at the rear yeah. of the cockpit, where there's this. Uh, well, we hope that well, there is plenty of room. We, we have, yeah, uh, we have done a recce. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring broadcast. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we've yeah, yeah. checked the four uh, G. The four G network yes, is very yeah, good yeah. there. Uh, we're going to bring the uh, the live show from from the uh, Avro Vulcan XM six one two. Now, obviously, so with this with this in mind, uh, the the Norwich Aviation Museum is open to the public. So, if anybody oh, yes. would like to come and join us uh, at uh, at the Norwich Aviation Museum, uh, then make sure you leave us a message on uh, Facebook. There is, I, th I, can't, I yeah. can't remember how much it was to get in. It wasn't very expensive, was no, it? No, it's not very expensive. No, um, it, it but, was, I think it was four four pounds or something. Yeah. Yeah, four, like four pounds, pounds, I think it is to get in. Yeah, might, it might be less than that. It's about four quid to get into yeah. the um, to the museum at Norwich, and they're all they're also. I mean, there's some great static displays there, and one of the aircraft um, that that uh, we were offered as well um, to was, do a show was, in as well was the, the Nimrod, uh, Royal Air Force yeah. Nimrod, actual yeah, Nimrod aircraft, yeah. which they've got a, a whole entire. Uh, Nimrod there at the museum as well, which uh, yeah. which you can see um, obviously Excellent. at the museum, and you can you also also go inside that aircraft as well. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so anyone who 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 who's listening to this and is going to be in the or can make their way to the Nor <laughs> Norwich area, we'll be more than delighted oh, to brilliant. see you. Yeah. If any uh, of the there, we've got uh, da David Corston. He says he's going to be there, so that's very exciting. He's going to join us uh, there. But that's uh, yeah. So it's uh, uh, not very far away from Norwich Airport, basically. Um, yeah, and it's, it's literally uh, right, tucked round the back of yeah. Norwich Airport Absolutely. near us. Yeah, um, there are road signs there, yeah. and you can go on the. 
website as well. You can see yeah. the Norwich Aviation Museum. You can find um, find the details on where yeah. the uh, um, the museum is. But we will put some info on our Facebook page. We will, yeah. Um, which you can click on, and we'll put the details on there as to if you're gonna if you're gonna come and see us, you can come and see us there. Um, and uh, yeah, it'd be great to see uh, some of the listeners. We're not sure whether we'll be able to fit any more people no, in the uh, no, absolutely <laughs> in um, the uh, cockpit of the aircraft. But uh, it'd be great to get some uh, some, some audio feedback and audio uh, from you yeah, guys um, using our uh, our on-site recording stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. And also uh, with that in mind, uh, I'd like to try and get uh, organised by Friday of this week. So Barry, so I'm not depending on when you're listening to it, but we're recording this at the moment. Uh, and it's the 13th, so it is, uh, it is Saturday yeah, the, the 13th, 13th today. of February. Obviously, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, everyone. Well, uh, we fly home tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, if you'd like to send us a, a, a congratulations message or anything like that, uh, we'd love to get your audio feedback, please. And if you can try and get that to us by Friday, so yeah. that would be, let me just look at the date, uh, so that would be Friday the 19th. If you can try and get it to us by Friday the 19th of February, uh, then I I promise you it will be included in our special in celebratory yeah. 100th episode. It's, as I say, it's really, really exciting. Uh, I, I literally cannot wait to, to be sitting in that, in the, you know, in, in the navigation One of the, one of the most iconic aircraft, Absolutely. you know, in, yeah. in military aviation in the Absolutely. UK, this is. And, you know, they've, they have very, very kindly allowed us, you know, like I said, to, to record the show, yeah. you know, sitting inside yeah, the aircraft in the aircraft which is going to be yeah. really cool so uh, yeah as I say if you can join us obviously the chat room will hopefully technology permitting everything will be functioning as normal so please do join us in the chat room as normal if you're not yeah. able to make it there we want to try and make it as special an event as we can but uh, yeah if you're there if you are able oh, to thanks, make Neil. it then that would be fantastic Neil. Neil's put in the chat room congrats on you and the APG gang for taking podcasting to a new level <laughs> no, no, yeah. really, honestly, guys, we yeah. really do appreciate your feedback and stuff, and yeah. you know, we really, really appreciate everyone yeah. who tunes in every week to listen to me and Matt, and obviously APG as well. Yeah, um, uh, we absolutely love all the feedback we do get from you guys in, in the chat room, as yeah. well as uh, you know, the emails we get from you as well. So, um, so uh, yeah, yeah, so the the ways to get uh, the stuff to us, obviously, Sorry, so our, our main just website. Just watching an Alaska Airlines seven three seven just go past. Sorry, uh, <laughs> carry on. Yeah. Uh, he is. He really is an aviation geek, isn't he, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, it is. Uh, in fact, actually, I, why am I saying that? I'm the minority here. I'm the one that doesn't know anything about aeroplanes. But anyway, my, my technical prowess will hopefully um, uh, will hopefully uh, let me get away with that. Uh, it is uh, to get in touch with the show. It is www.planetalkinguk.com. Uh, Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash planetalkinguk. Uh, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at planetalkinguk. And don't forget the. E email address where you can send us all the information uh you can contact us any time of the day or night we really don't mind if we're awake one of us will reply uh and uh, please do get your audio feedback because uh, we want to include as much of our list as, as many of our listeners as we can in regard to our congratulatory messages as i say 100 and they need to get that feedback in by friday, friday. The, yeah by friday this friday coming which i think yeah, i said was the 19th wasn't it which and is i'll just check as well on my calendar i think it's the 19th yeah it is friday 19th, the yeah, 19th friday 
feed. So get your feedback, your audio feedback in by yep. the 19th of February. And that's purely and simply so that I've got time to edit it because I don't really want to be doing it when we're trying to set up in, in the Vulcan. It's very selfish of me, I know. Uh, and but, don't forget, for those of you guys uh, you know, following us on Facebook, we'll, what we'll do, we'll put the links yep. and all the information on the Facebook page as to where, if you are anywhere yep. near where we're going to record, you can uh, you yeah, can come up come and see us. us. Absolutely. And uh, join in on uh, on our hundredth hundredth one hundred zero zero hundredth show. <laughs> We're, we're hoping to get um, we're hoping to get uh, Simon there as well. So there should the, hopefully the whole team will be there. So it is. Uh, we're we're hope, well. We haven't heard from Pip yet, but we're we're hoping. Uh, it is. Uh, don't forget the email address is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's where you need to send uh, your uh, your messages and uh, your your audio feedback and things too. So that's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Oh, he says putting it in the chat room. Fantastic. <laughs> so there we go that is uh, that is our, our big big news and uh, yeah exciting times um, oh we have um, also on on a side uh, note from that Matt um, Matt Matt knows about this because I've told him I, th- uh, I think we um, should keep that as a bit of a surprise we're not going to say anything else yeah. yet but we have got a very very massive development happening yeah. for the show uh in the very near future yeah. uh, which is currently in the um in planning the stage yeah, absolutely um and this all comes off the back of the flight that i had over here with uh, with uh, virgin but uh, someone i met on the aircraft but yeah. we're not going to say anything more about that yet it's still in the planning stage but yeah, it, it, uh, it will be a massive massive um development on the show which we're going to have uh, come up very soon very soon yes okay so that is ladies and gentlemen where we do bring episode number 99 the penultimate one to our 100th episode that's where we bring episode number 99 to a close it's been a bit of a whirlwind here in the studio with so many buttons i just don't know what to do uh frankly i just i just like to thank as well i'd like to say a big thank you to my wife Gemma, who's uh, who's been very patient she has yes waiting. absolutely she's been very patient in me and let me uh, do the show here yep. from vegas so thank you to my wife, Gemma. I'll just give her a little wave from yes, the table absolutely. here. It is Valentine's Day tomorrow. It is it's Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> point, she pointed out there. And Quite for right. Valentine's Day, I've given her the best aviation present a man could buy. Oh, really? Which is? Uh, I have paid for us to have extra legroom seats on the flight back from oh, Minneapolis man. to uh, London Heathrow. Fabulous news, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to know that 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 um, it's nice to know that romance isn't dead, isn't it? Hey, ladies and I know, gentlemen. I know. I tell you, I know how to spoil my wife. <laughs> you do, so. don't you? Absolutely. And, and Captain Jeff says uh, hello, Gemma. Do you want oh, yeah. hello, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll let uh, Carlos go back to his well-deserved holiday. Uh, love to Gemma for me, please. And uh, yeah, from all of us here in the studio and, of course, in the rather glamorous location of Las Vegas, Carl, time to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, next week, we'll put the links in Facebook. Bye. Absolutely. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.